Welcome to the Fittest Shite Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Shite, and the goal of this podcast is to make fitness and nutritional concepts practical for clients and listeners. This episode is brought to you by Fittest Shite Coaching. If you're tired of doing the same workouts, not seeing results, or getting overwhelmed on TikTok or Instagram with these nutritional fads, then head over to my website, fitashite.com. Click on the Book Now tab for a free 15-minute discovery call with me. This is where you'll get to talk with me and see what my services are about and if they're right for you. I provide a personalized fitness program with nutritional guidance that's geared towards individual goals. So head over now, click on the best available time for you, and we will talk soon. Well, welcome. We're going to talk today about a very, very important topic. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's, it's something that's very near and dear to me, and we're going to make this into a four-point series. Um, so I have made these, uh, these blogs for clients of mine to be a way to scale and uh, my coaching to be able to get more information to clients to help them have more success. And I found that the four big ones, the four pillars of fitness are, are really these. Uh, number one, resistance training, which is what we're going to talk about today. Number two, sleep hygiene. Number three, food prep. And then number four, NEAT, uh, which is uh, an acronym for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So in other words, getting more movement in, like I'm doing right now with my hands, moving them around like I just don't care, right? Uh, actually, it burns more calories, and, and trying to get people to move more outside of just exercise is a great way to lose weight, burn fat, and uh, be healthy. So we'll talk about all these in different po- uh, podcasts. Today, we're going to focus on resistance training and why I'm a fan of it, why you should be, and why it's really for everybody. Now, when I say it's for everybody, resistance training, I don't mean that you have to do uh, CrossFit or bodybuilding or uh, become a bro at the gym. What I'm saying is that everyone can do a form of resistance training, and the science and the things that are so good about it uh, for your health um, really just, uh, really, they don't end. So let's start with this. The biggest problem I see with resistance training uh, is that it gets associated with like bro stuff, bodybuilding, like I just said. Um, and while while that is a form of resistance training, it's not the only form of resistance training. It's the principle of resistance training that I'm trying to argue for today. Um, so, you know, by definition, uh, I think I stole this probably from somewhere off Google, just, you know, you, you're you like, oh, I got to look up the definition. What does Google say? Resistance training is any exercise that causes the muscles to contract against the external resistance with an expectation of increase in strength, power, or hypertrophy and or endurance, right? That's a pretty good definition. I would find that in, in like practical, right, which is our point of our podcast here is just to be practical, uh, it's any form of training that causes you to use your muscles, essentially. Now, you could say, oh, well, I, I do that running. You do, but there's better forms of resistance training, and that's really going to be a certain energy system that's focused on aerobic, right? Same with swimming, right? These are all, you could break, the, you could argue that they're all forms of resistance training, but what, what we really want to get into are the three energy systems, 
okay? And the three of them are the creatine phosphate, the anaerobic, and the aerobic. In the other words, you know, you got grow, right? That would be creatine phosphate. Anything that's going to be, uh, you know, 10, really five seconds to 30 seconds of good power movement, strength training. Uh, think about bench pressing um, and doing five reps, right? Anaerobic is going to be uh, pain. So you got gain pain and then aerobic would be sustain. So we're really focusing on the grow part. And everyone thinks that if I touch a weight, I'm going to blow up. I hear this all the time from clients that come to me, both men and women, predominantly women, but, but both. Hey, I don't want to get big. Uh, I don't want to get sh- I don't want to get too big because I see that you do a lot of weightlifting and I don't really want to get big. I just want to tone up or I just want to lose weight or I just want to get in better shape. And why I still give resistance training to a weight loss client is because a you're not going to get huge off of resistance training unless you eat and purposely train that way, right? This this almost becomes disrespectful to people who are in the bodybuilding world or. Uh, or have to get put a lot of lean muscle mass on for sport or some sort of competition. Uh, it is a lot of work that doesn't happen by accident because they touched a barbell. So let's not let's not disrespect the idea that while that's not your goal, those people didn't just like all of a sudden get lost in a gym and walked out huge. That would be awesome. I wish there was like a maze gym where I could just walk in, get lost, and and when I find my way out of the gym, I'm bigger and stronger. Um, that would that would make a lot of money if someone can figure that out. Um, <laughs> so the de- the thing really back on topic. The thing really here that you want to think through is it's not going to get you huge to touch a weight. What's going to get you huge is that you eat a certain way and you lift a certain way for a long period of time consistently, while also maintaining your hormone levels and getting appropriate sleep moving appropriately and doing all the other things right. That's how people get huge. It's a lot of work. Um, and, uh, that will not happen to you. So those, those are the wrong ideas. You know, will resistance training get me bulky? No, it will not. Uh, number two, another wrong idea or, or misconception I hear about resistance training is will resistance training help me lose weight? Yes. Yes, most people think about picking up an exercise that will burn more calories. They think of cardio, right? And and um, and there's there's good reason for that, right? If you've ever swam or been a runner or uh, you know done some sort of kind of rowing or biking, right? You and you wear a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, and you'll see that you can burn a lot of calories. But I want you to think that the body's not just operating on energy in energy out right the law of thermodynamics that's not the only thing that it that that is a um that is in work when we're thinking about a weight loss client or a client that's trying to lose body fat we also want to think about the the breakdown of how the central nervous system is sending signals to the brain for the body to change right resistance training does that so when i'm doing a bench press or a back squat right? My nerves have to work in a way that sends signals to the brain that say we need to work really strenuously hard. And why like you can do a heavy set of five or 10 reps and you're just exhausted is because the body is recruiting so much of the nerve nervous system to fire everything appropriately so that you don't get hurt. 
and that everything is functioning in the right patterns, right, and the right mechanics, so that those muscles, what happens is they start to break down. And then the nerve's job is to send signals to the brain saying, hey, we need more help here. We need more resources of the body to go to these muscles if we're going to survive. That signal of survival is what sends, uh, sends all the appropriate amount, if you're doing this, eating right, fuel and things that come into the body that the body uses to survive it sends all those things to those muscles that the, net, that the central nervous system is saying we need help down here. It is hard to get that signal in cardio. It's hard to do that on an hour-long run. Um, you, matter of fact, you can't do the same signal. That's why I'm a fan of resistance training because that signal is going to develop that lean arm muscle that doesn't flab anymore that I get you know, a, a lady coming and saying, I don't want flabby arms, right? Well, riding the bike is not going to take care of that. Running is not going to take care of that. Rowing uh, only is not going to take care of that, right? We're going to have to do some good resistance training in order to send the right signals, and we're going to have to eat appropriately, but that's for another podcast, okay? Number three, will resistance training worsen my mobility? I hear this one too all the time. Well, like I'm really tight. And I feel like if I lift weights, I'm just going to get tighter. And I look at all those guys that are big time bodybuilders and they can't touch their shoulders. And Okay. The answer to this is no, no, and a third time, no. Right? In a 2017 study, the journal Isokinetics and Exercise Science show that resistant training improves flexibility in both men and women. Okay, another study in the Journal of North American Sports Journal found that eccentric resistance training, which is the lowering motion of any kind of resistance training. So if, imagine I'm bench pressing and I'm already locked out at the top and I'm coming down to the chest with the bar. That is the eccentric motion. Or if I'm doing a pull up and my chin is over the bar and I'm starting to come back down because gravity's pulling my body back down, that lowering is the eccentric. And that's really where the lengthening of the muscles taking place. And if you do good resistance training where you are going from uh, a full contraction to the lengthening of the muscle completely, which is the best range of motion, you're actually going to stretch that muscle in an appropriate way that can actually benefit your mobility. Okay? So doing this, this is why I love to do, especially with beginners, I love to do full body resistance training. So you're, you'll, when I say that, what I, what I usually mean is I'm going to do a squat or a lunge right? So a unilateral leg work squat or like split squat or lunge or a bilateral, which is going to be a two-legged squat or a hinge or a press or a pull, right? Those are all going to fit into the daily scheme somehow so that we are stretching and moving the whole body. We're getting blood flow in the whole body and we're going to create hopefully an anabolic response if it's an appropriate dose of resistance training, which, which means practically that I gave you the right amount for you, for your goals, so that you don't walk out like you didn't get a workout, but you also don't walk out like I'm dead and I'm never coming back, right? Those are, those are two things you don't want. You, you want to find that perfect spot where it said, man, that was hard, but I feel good enough that I can come back tomorrow. And then you're responsible to fuel it. You're responsible to recover for it and get an adequate amount of sleep. But all of that said, resistance training is great for mobility. Um, now, can you overdo it? Yeah. 
you can do, overdo anything. You can overrun. You can overswim. You can overeat, right? Uh, but resistance training is most of the time um, a great gift to the human body, uh, especially in a Western world where we sit so much. It really gives us a great um, balance of hitting all the ranges of motion, getting all the, you know, if you will, rust and decay built up in certain parts of our uh, our body that just don't allow us to move appropriately and uh, and to do it with appropriate weight and appropriate um, you know uh, ranges of motion and this is where this is where a coach is helpful right here's some better questions I think people should ask when they think about resistance training so if I haven't won you over right I, I kind of give you my three big ones I hear all the time of you know you know isn't it gonna ruin my mobility isn't it gonna get me huge um, you know and it's not going to help me lose weight. I need to do more cardio. A better question is, should I think more about calories or the signals, the adaptation that we were talking about earlier? And the truth is, is yes and yes, right? Um, a lot of times in fitness, the answer is it depends. In this one, it's yes and yes. You should always be thinking about how many calories you're eating, roughly at least, in season, out of season, you know, depending on what your goal is. But you should be thinking relatively about what you should be getting in. And then you should also be thinking about what kind of signals am I sending my body? Is there enough stimulation going on in my body that I can maintain muscle, that my body knows it's going to uh, have to, to grow to some extent or continue to, to fight to keep muscle on me so that I can be strong? And then also thinking about the beauty of the more muscle I do build, the more my body has to burn calories to keep that muscle. So in other words, um, it, it's the reason why someone with who's got a great physique and has got a, a ton of muscle mass, they can eat really poorly one day because they and then not gain any fat, not feel like they did terrible, get right back on routine and it's almost like nothing happened to them versus someone who's who's got a very low calorie intake and they don't have much muscle mass. They go off the hinges for a, a weekend or a week on vacation, and they're still trying to lose that five extra pounds of fat for the next month, and it feels unfair. Well, when you have more muscle mass, uh, and I'm not talking about being huge, but I'm just saying just a little bit more muscle mass, that is going to help with burning more calories. It's going to help with you having more power output to be able to lose that extra um, uh, surplus that you were in for those crazy binge days. Um, so, so back to what I was saying, think more about sending signals. That's why resistance training is helpful to the brain with the central nervous system on how I'm training, do it in an appropriate fashion where we're not overreaching. In other words, where we're not overtraining or, or, uh, hurting the body, but we're, we're hitting an appropriate amount. And if you don't know what that is, it's again, a great opportunity to, to reach out. I'd love to talk to you on the phone. Um, and, and help you think through some of those things and then uh, offer my services, obviously. But it's also a great way to add in with cardio. You don't have to pick cardio or resistance training. You should do both. Um, I think, you know, even Arnold Schwarzenegger used to run, right, back in the day. He was, he was a, you know, a lot of the, the early 1970 bodybuilders were ahead of their time where they did cardio and they did resistance training. There was, there was, it was good for them. Um, the, the one that you should steer away from out of those three energy systems we talked about earlier the most really is the the pain one, all right? So you got gain, pain, sustain. You got creatine, phosphate, uh, anaerobic, and aerobic. So anaerobic really doesn't benefit your body a whole lot outside of sport, 
So if you're a CrossFitter or if you're playing some sort of sport that requires a lot of intensity and kind of uh, pain tolerance, or if you're training for like tactical force, so you're going some sort of military branch that's going to require you to, to have a high volume training and lots of pain and lots of mental breakdown, there's not a ton of benefit for the general population of people to need to do that. So thinking hit, thinking intense CrossFit, um, or what I like to call stupid CrossFit, because I think there I think there is a really good version of CrossFit when done appropriately and with with good um, uh, principles and and thought towards the program. So that being said, I'll move on. I won't keep going on my soapbox about that. But number two, this is another great question you should ask. So again, we went through the three that you you know three objections I hear all the time. We said the first question you should ask is, can this help me? Should I think more about calories or adaptations? Yes, yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, right? Number two, will resistance training help me more than cardio? Um, and that's a good one. I, in my opinion, I would say in most cases, I would say yes. I think there are some people that, that cardio does help more, um, and they're, they're, I think more that's more rare than not. Uh, but like most questions in fitness, it really does depend, right? It depends on your goal. It depends on, uh, you know, if you come to me and you have a background in marathon running and that has always been a great way for you to lose a couple extra pounds, then I would say maybe keeping that in, um, your, you know, routine is not a bad thing, especially if it's something that brings you a lot of joy and, and it's enjoyable for you, right? A lot of times we don't think about fitness. We always think about what's going to get me results. We don't think about what's sustainable because I enjoy this. Um, and that's, that's a big proponent. So there's a lot of, a lot of reasons that, you know, a lot of things that go into that, but I would always advise someone to incorporate both resistance training and, and aerobics together. Um, I think they, I think they do better helping one another than they do having to pick one or the other. Um, and for some reason in the fitness industry, I feel like there's a lot of people dividing on this. Um, you know, you either got to do aerobic or resistance training. You don't do both. And I don't know. I, I, I find it, I find that there's a lot of people that I really respect in the industry that are much smarter than I am, uh, that, that say do both. And I have found in my own experience that it works. I found with my clients it works. And um, and I think as of overall health, taking care of your body, general pop, the two, creatine phosphate, grow, and aerobic, sustain, are really the two uh, best ones to help with that. Um, couple quick hits here, okay, as we're, as we're concluding. Uh, here's things that it helps with. It burns fat during and after your workout, resistance training, Okay. So while doing cardio, typically you only burn whatever you burn in the activity of doing it. So if you're running, when you stop running, your heart rate comes down, you're done, right? That was the, that's what you did. And there is some recovery that takes place. Yes, there will be some calories that, that get burned in the process of that recovery. But the resistance training is going to damage the muscle tissue in ways that the body has to work extremely hard to recover from that. And that's going to burn more calories throughout the day. Uh Number two, you'll gain and maintain muscle, all right? Women between ages 30 and 70 lose an average of 22% of their total muscle, okay? This is why the scale isn't the biggest indicator of fitness. Sometimes you can get the number on the scale down, but your body fat composition is higher. I've seen this happen 
a ton. I've had people who come to me, man, I'm doing great this month. I've lost five pounds. I said, oh, awesome. Look, I can't wait to do our consultation. This is what I do, a 30-minute check-in once a month to make sure everything's going well, communicate with the client, and um, and have a really good check-in. And we typically get on the in-body scan if they're locally at my gym, Lakeland Athletic Club. Um, what happens is they'll lose five pounds. Four of them were muscle. One of them was fat. And so what looks like a great month really was terrible if you're a body composition client. You're trying to be generally healthy, hold on to muscle, burn fat, right? Because what happens is you want your body went cannibal on itself. It just ate that muscle up because you didn't fuel it well enough. And so we'll do that on another podcast, but you can be using resistance training, but if you're not adequately eating for it enough food, um, you're, you're going to, especially protein, you're going to hurt your muscle and you want to hold on to muscle as long as you can, because as you get older, right, going upstairs, getting out of the car, getting in up and off the toilet is going to require more focused resistance training type of movements functionally than it would doing aerobic running, biking, rowing, you know, all that stuff's great for your heart. Again, I'm not trying to tell you to pick one or the other. I'm just trying to make the argument in this podcast for why resistance training is helpful, why we do it, um, why I do it in particular with my clients and why I think everyone should do some form of it. Specific body parts. This is the other part. So let's say a client comes to me and they say, I really want to lose weight. In particular, I want to tone up my arms, um, and my midsection, right? Uh, so they think that's just, let's just lose weight. Well, what happens is if you go full on blown cardio and you go into a caloric deficit, which means you just stop eating as much, what happens is you just kind of become skinnier, fatter version of that, right? That's what the body's going to do. It's going to eat up muscle because muscle is very energy costly. And then it's going to just burn off all that extra muscle and it'll take some fat out with it, but mostly muscle. And you'll fit in clothes that you couldn't fit in before. Um, and you'll feel really confident because you're measuring off the scale, which is, these are all great things. And I'm sounding kind of facetious as I'm doing this. But what I'm saying is that if you got on an in-body scan and you actually saw what your body fat would be higher, maybe 10, 15 pounds lower. And that's not good for your heart. That's not good for your older ages as you're getting older. It, um, it's, not get, it's not good for a lot of things. Um, uh, visceral fat, all of those things. So... I'm going on a tangent. Specific body parts, though, are huge because you can actually isolate those in resistance training. Say you come to me with an injury. Say, like, I have a really weak hip or my legs are chronically hurting. I've had people who've come to me and they didn't know how to squat. We work on squatting. We're focused on the technique of the squat. We're focused on getting loading it appropriately. We're focused on doing it slow and controlled with good mechanics. And then all of a sudden, they're knee pain goes away, their hip pain goes away, they have greater mobility. I had someone who started with me, uh, this guy was 65, and he worked with me for three months before, and when we did the assessment test, he couldn't touch his toes. He was about maybe seven inches from touching his toes, so pretty far off. He could touch his toes within two to three months. And we did, it wasn't because we focused on a ton of stretching, it was, it was because we focused on great mechanics, a good principled program that followed good uh, principles of whole body resistance training with tempo, with good mechanics, 
and he was able to improve his mobility. Now, did he hire me for that? No, but that's one of the perks is that his hamstrings felt better because we could focus on them. We could get his mobility better. And, you know, he lost he lost like uh, 5% body fat within that period of time. So this stuff works. Uh, it's weightlifting is the fitness world fr- is, is, is the fitness world's friend. And it always has been, it's been around for a hundred years. Um, and the real work is defining your goal, right? Track your nutrition, picking the right kind of weightlifting program to help you achieve that goal and keeping the goal front and center, right? This is why I spend so much time in the first consult with a client on why, why this goal define that goal, be very specific about that goal and understand that that goal is going to come with sacrifices. So if you say, I want to get, I want to gain 12 pounds of muscle. All right. Well, you're, you're not going to be able to run as fast. You're not going to be able to, to move as fast. Probably you could, you could run faster. Um, that that's possible, but your stamina is probably going to go down. You're probably, depending on how fast you want to do that, going to gain some fat with that too, right? There, there's a sacrifices. But the problem is a lot of people come to me and they say, well, I want to lose fat, gain muscle, look better, get stronger all at the same time. And what, what a good coach does is, and this is, this has come from lots of painful, um, misses on my part, but just learning to really make sure expectations are set right and to warn about the dangers ahead or the sacrifices ahead. And when a client gets that down and they can see the seasons of training, and they can see that to really achieve their goal and to keep it, not just for a month, but to actually have that goal and then find a way to sustain that goal, it's going to take time, it's going to take planning, it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. Now, I've said a lot of different things, and I've kind of derailed here a little bit. But to recap, resistance training is a friend of everyone. You don't have to go crazy heavy. You could just do it with some bands, maybe a couple dumbbells or a couple kettlebells. And it is very helpful to add in for any kind of goal. How you use it, depending on your goal, are all different. But it is extremely helpful. So that's all we have for today. Um, In conclusion, uh, I would say, uh, well, how would I say this? I'm excited to have you guys uh, listening. If you're if you enjoyed this, please share uh, or and go on to iTunes or Spotify and I'm I'm on Spotify actually. Go on to Spotify and please give me uh, a good rating. Uh, I want to earn all the stars I can and uh, want to make sure that you are um, are pleased. So please send any messages on Instagram or Facebook. DM me and anything that we can uh, do to improve the show or answer questions that you might have. Please holler and uh, share with friends. Thank you. Thank you.